0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network, your number one destination for pop culture, news, and entertainment. I'm Eric Hawthorne. And I'm Jane Banks. And we want to give a very special shout out to our listeners, and we really appreciate your continued support. First, in order to keep up with us, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share the show. Also, for our Facebook users, search Urban Alchemy on Facebook and join the community. It's interactive, growing, and you'll be able to receive the most up-to-date information on the podcast and what we're doing here in the Kansas City area. It's been a minute since we've been together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It
0: took a little bit of time. A little hiatus. New with you?
1: Uh, with me. No, not too much new with me. Uh, what about with you, bro?
0: Nothing, really. Just been taking time out for self-care and, you know, that's pretty much just it. Horseshit. Eric has become a published author.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, well, when we talk about new developments. Eric actually doesn't tell you what's going on in his life. <laughs> Eric has had new developments. He just does not want to share for some reason with our listeners. Yes, please. Erickson became a published author. Okay,
0: so, yes. uh, Authored an article. Yes, I authored an article in uh, All Black Everything magazine, a startup uh, magazine that is an exciting one for the Kansas City metropolitan area. Um, I am their financial and economic expert. And I didn't know you were given a title. Yes, given a title. So... Basically, I write articles on the state of economic affairs within the black community. I really take the time out to uh, delve into the financial aspect, as well as the historical economic aspect of our community and ways that we can progress forward and uh, moving toward Black economic independence and what we can do to help small business owners. Uh, This particular article is entitled the power with uh, the power within the uh, black dollar. And I take a historical look at uh, what we've done in the past um, in terms of trying to move forward to sustainable black industries and then uh, talk about ways that we can improve Economic activity within the black community. So I highly suggest you all check it out. It's my first published article. I'm really excited. Uh, Forgive me, my voice is a little bit hoarse because I'm emotional. I'm
1: emotional too.
0: I am definitely not emotional. I am filled with joy, definitely. Uh, But, you know, check it out. All Black Everything magazine. Uh, First of many articles to come.
1: Straight up. Shout out to All Black Everything. Shout out to Trish, uh, who a friend of the show. Uh, yeah, shout out to Eric. That is super exciting. That's super dope. I can't wait to uh, check out all of the articles that are going to be coming out. And yeah, it's a, it's a great move for All Black Everything to have a financial analyst on their staff of writers. And yeah, I can remember when my first article got published and just how hype I was. So you're, you're taking this very well. Yeah, saying, I was just handing out copies of articles to people
0: who didn't read. <laughs> well, I have told my family they've a lot of them have purchased uh, magazines as well as, you know, uh, also had the digital copies, copy of the magazine. So, you know, I've been screenshotting it and, you know, showing my family and stuff like that. So I'm really proud of this. Um, and, you know, hopefully it can grow and to something even greater. But I really enjoy writing for my people and educating them and using my knowledge that I learned uh to benefit my community. That's super dope. And yeah, shout out to you, shout out to All Black, everything. I really love that they were able to uh
1: reach out and give me that opportunity to uh write for them. that's just making dreams come true.
0: Uh I'm <laughs> joking, of course. Thank you so much, JM, for uh your networking facilitated. Yes, you're facilitating. You make connections. OK, No, but that's super dope. Just people don't
1: necessarily just have things published in their name. So I would say I'd say that's a huge move for anybody. Uh, so great, great look for uh, Eric, our Eric, our very own Eric Hawthorne here in Urban Alchemy Media, uh, where we're making big moves journalistically. But no, shout out to that. That is great. Um, yeah, we've been actually doing a lot of, taking a little bit of break the last couple weeks. Uh, a few reasons for that. Number one, I just needed a break. I had a, I have a lot going on here in my life. I have some big life things going on. I will not state what those are. I will let you guys know when everything pans out. I don't like to catch, you know, count my chickens before they hatch. That's the saying, right? You know what? I don't even It know. sounds right. I'm sure it's chicken. Yeah, something about chickens hatching from eggs. I don't count them. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> okay. say. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to throw that out, I don't want to jinx it, but when, once those do come to fruition, you guys will be the first to know. But yeah, I have been trying to expand the uh, podcast so we can have multiple shows on during the week, so we already have our Monday media reviews, and then we have our interviews, which I'm going to try to be doing a male and female interview uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and also a all-female-headed show, hosted show, it's uh, Thursday probably, more than likely. And of excuse me. And of course, our Friday night relationship talks capping out the week. So it's gonna be a full production schedule, but I think we can do it. Uh you guys know I'm not a people person. You guys know I hate working with other people. I'm surprised me and Eric have been able to do it for this long without us killing each other. Uh but we're gonna see how this works with this new uh New team of people it's very exciting so i'm very excited to see what comes next so please stay tuned and thank you all for bearing with me uh but yeah it's uh it's been very 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 uh crazy these last few months uh mm-hmm. the, the show's been growing uh just the connections that are being made the phone calls that are getting taken the emails that are getting sent are way beyond anything that i ever thought uh that you know, we'd be working on uh, this, this in this junction of our, of our tenure. But shout out to us. Thank you, Eric, for being on this fantastic journey with me. Of Uh, course. And it's exciting seeing you you get some stuff worked out with your own business plans and and just seeing that jump off the ground. (laughs) Uh, exciting, to, you know, I can't wait for you to get everything off the ground so you can, you know, announce everything to people. But uh, that's just been great to see that that pop off. And just be sure to support your friends' dreams out there. Eric's been supporting me for two and a half years now. And, you know, I'm finally getting the opportunity to, you know, say, you know, go, go try to do whatever you want. Go try to make a spaceship out of a
0: trash can or whatever the hell you think you can do. Make a trash can? <laughs> Go a spaceship out of a trash I don't know. Space Spaceship out of a trash can.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not
0: sure how successful that would be. I'm sure Elon that Musk can do it. No. What Elon Musk <laughs> does is he u- gives his money to the top engineers and scientists to be able yeah. to make that he himself. Trash cans and space cans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's all I hear. No, but straight up. Uh, just a lot of people doing a lot of great things. I'm glad my co host is one of them. And I hope a lot of you will continue to thrive and flourish out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to be doing something a little different today. We've been, I've been getting a lot of feedback about people wanting to just hear us talk about random stuff again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, back in the Alpha American podcast days, we used to talk about random things in the news, and a lot of those covered were uh, movies that are coming out. A lot of trailers pop up, and we would have a lot of discussions about that. But since you know that that sort of thing hasn't been happening due to COVID, we really haven't had that much to talk to in ways of that. Uh, yeah, now movie theaters are starting to open back up. We have trailers dropping left and right. Uh, so let's start things off. Let's start things off with the the, the backlog movies uh, Black Widow. Uh, they've been dropping Black Widow trailers for the past two years, it seems like. Uh, they're finally, I think they dropped the final trailer. And I think from now, we can pretty much piece together the movie with all the trailers they've dropped. But uh, that is, I think people were really cooling off on Marvel Mm -hmm. at that point. And it was just like, who's going to go see this movie? And now that I've had a little time, I wasn't planning on seeing it. Now I do want to see it. Uh, Now that I don't know if it's just become that dry spell of no movies and, you know, Mm -hmm. theaters are opening back up. And... My listeners know I love movie theaters. I love the movie experience. So the fact that I haven't been able to do that in a year has been very depressing for me. So the fact that I can go and do that, I'd be happy to watch most anything. You know, give me an Adam Sandler movie. I'll sit through that shit. But now that I can do it, I'm definitely going to go see Black Widow.
0: You know, I can't say that I'm particularly... Get you know, to the mic. That's right. That's my big boy. You know, I can't say that I'm particularly interested in Black Widow, I'm not, you know me, I only like a select few of the Marvel movies, and those are really the smaller movies like Ant-Man, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Iron Man 1. Don't get me wrong. I like Black Panther. I like Winter Soldier as well. But, you know, I've never really found Black Widow's character particularly interesting um so i will give it a chance because i'm excited to get back into the movie theater um but i am a bigger dc fan than i am a marvel fan not to say that dc has done a good job because (laughs) they have have not at all but you know i I, i'll go see the movie but at this time i'm just like "Mm," not really (laughs) really excited I'm interested uh i think this falls within
1: marvel's spy genre okay uh which i really like if they the, make winter a spy soldier.
0: film then i'm cool with that it
1: looks like it's going in pure winter soldier captain America, okay. winter soldier tone at least mm. but yeah this is one that i have steadily started to look forward to because the action pieces look great and i do like that more grounded superhero story arc uh, where it's like Cold War, Cold War type, you know, espionage going on in today's atmosphere. That's probably why I loved Wonder Soldier so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Black Widow as a character, I have always found her interesting. Uh, okay. From her initial entrance in Iron Man 2, uh, which you don't like, I know. Um,
0: Iron Man Two is not a good film.
1: Iron Man Three is not a good film.
0: Both film, both of those films are poor.
1: I think Iron Man Two is a, I'd say it was a good film. It was right there at the borderline of a enjoyable
0: movie. Uh, even, yes. with Mickey, yes, even with Mickey, Mickey b- Rourke only saying bird. Shut up! He says more than the bird. No, he only says he says bird like eighty percent of the time. That's the uh, only word he says. Drones. And drums.
1: <laughs> and drums. Drums okay. better. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but yes, even with a poor whiplash, I feel like it, it Justin Hammer. That was great. Uh, villain we need to see again. Sam Rockwell. Mm. Is
0: yeah, he did an excellent job. I will say that.
1: Uh, but yeah. Uh, when they introduced her, she was just some, I really didn't know too much about the Black Widow character. And just having that, you know, they give her just a short scene to, you know, showcase what she has. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. Like, Scarlett Johansson is kicking ass in this movie. And then they give her more and more to do in each movie in the adventures. I remember she has that dope scene with Loki where she kind of tricks him out of telling him what the plan was. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yo, this chick is like there's stuff behind her and they never tell you specifics about her life. They just give you little glances. Hey. So I, I think it's very going to be very interesting to finally see what the hell, like all these inside jokes or inside, you know, statements about her mysterious but all the blood in her ledger and all that shit. <laughs> I want to see that. Hey, I think that's going to be a very interesting movie. And then plus, you have, I love the way Marvel steadily building new facets, like you got the Thunderbolts about to come out. Mm-hmm. And you have um, Young Avengers and they're steadily building on pieces of these uh, teams so you don't have to worry about like the, the classic Avenger team that's burnt out of these movies mm-hmm. uh, But I do think there's going to be some characters if you, you know you're a uh, Marvel There's going to be a few characters from the Black Widow movie who are probably going to transition over into the Thunderbolts So that's going to be super dope to
0: see Yeah and I did read something the other day The other day that Black Widow makes it possible for other marvel prequels to be made i believe kevin feige said that and so you know that'll be interesting i mean maybe one day they'll get a stop their little feud with um paramount and have a hulk movie (laughs) again Uh, uh, does anyone really want to see a hulk movie though i
1: enjoyed the one with ed norton um just because i like ed norton and it wasn't—it wasn't a bad movie. It was, it was enjoyable. It was better than the Ing, Ing Lee
0: one. Oh, good God!
1: Yes, <laughs> the fifty-foot Hulk. Hulk. Yes, just ridiculous in San Francisco. It, it was yes, it was much better than that. But I just felt like Hulk is always a better side character. That's why you can throw okay. him. In, Thor Ragnarok, or you can throw him and just let him be Mark Ruffalo
0: or the uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk
1: is coming. um,
0: Yeah, but, you know, he's a side character in that.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that'd be great
0: uh, because the Hulk is just too OP for to be a threat. Well, they've really neutered down the Hulk, the Russo brothers. You have to admit that. They don't let him do much. Um, Yeah. He's the
1: Hulk. It's like... If every, I mean, there's a point in which they have to take him out of each Avengers movie. Otherwise, there's no movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I, I, he's just a better side character, and I do like Smart Hulk. You know the way they played him mm-hmm. in game. Uh, yeah, She-Hulk is coming. I do. I don't know why I'm so excited about that. Um,
0: I really like She-Hulk <clears throat> in the in the animated series, even though that was short lived. Uh, the whole cartoon but
1: we'll see she-hulk is also a better side character in the comics because she would just pop up mm-hmm. she has a lawyer um <clears throat> and just you know that that she pop up in different books not as you know the superhero but as a lawyer mm-hmm. to trial cases you know just big ass nine foot green <laughs> she-hulk in a courtroom but uh you know, she just cr- crossed uh, paths with Daredevil a lot, you know, because Matt Murphy is a lawyer. Right. But uh, and I can't wait till they get the shit off with Netflix or whatever those Netflix shows are doing, because I miss those also.
0: Yeah, I really miss uh, Daredevil, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't um, really get into Jessica Jones. Um, never actually watched The Punisher just because I didn't want to get invested in the show knowing that these shows were not continue. I got really into Daredevil.
1: Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, although I did see Luke Cage had its flaws. Mm -hmm. I'd say the first nine episodes were great, and then the last maybe two were not great. But Jessica Jones was really good the first season. Um, And then the first season, of Luke Cage was really good.
0: Yeah, I really do hope if they continue or... I love how no. we just left out uh, Iron Fist completely. Yeah. Which was that, trash. Yeah, I wasn't even going to take the... T- I think I watched one episode. and I will say, yeah, this is not the show for me. I watched the whole season waiting for it to get good, and it didn't. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, but, you know, with back to Daredevil. I mean, if they salvage anything from that show, you know, Marvel, they tinker. They need to keep Vincent D'Onofrio as kingpin. It's Wilson Fisk. Really, Wilson Fisk. I mean, he, he plays... Both roles so well, um, and I—I I mean, Froggy and Matt Murdock, those characters. I mean, I don't really particularly Karen. care if those actors stay around. Karen, Aid, hey. I can't really. Claire, I can't really remember. Redhead, she's so annoying in that show. I think it's Claire. Claire, it might be Claire, uh, uh-huh. but. I know Vincent D'Onofrio's character. He just he's like J. Jonah Jameson,
1: right? That's what uh, I'm like. uh, Just K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson.
0: He's like definitive now. Yeah. Don't don't get rid of him. I mean, he really you can tell he really cared about the uh, background of that character and really went into a a deep study of who that character was, who Wilson Fisk was uh, the boy trapped in a man's body to become the kingpin. So. Yeah. Excellent. role. Uh, well, if you if you have the time, please take the time out to watch Netflix's Daredevil. It is really good and safe for At least the first two. Seasons. Yeah. The first two seasons were great. After that. it <laughs> Yeah, I agree. As uh, soon as the lecture popped up. Um, oh,
1: Lord. <laughs> but uh, that's a great segue with Iron Fist because I. Speaking of movies I didn't think I was going to be excited about, I saw the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, this actually looks like something I might, I'm a little excited. I was just like, I was very surprised to find myself watching this trailer because it reminded me a lot of like DC's uh, League of Assassins. Mm -hmm. Watching the trailer, like this ninja cult, you know, and this guy running away from it, it was just like, it's kind of like Batman type. And I was just like, yo, this is what they should have did with Iron Fist. Because, like, I feel like when they tried to do the Iron Fist stuff, I don't know if the budget just wasn't there or what, or if it was just the guy that got to play Iron Fist who was uh, Lawrence Tyrell. I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. It just wasn't a good show. It didn't have good writing. It didn't have... The action wasn't good. But when I saw that shit, I was just like, this is everything they were trying to do with, uh, Iron Fist, like they're talking about dragons, and they're talking about chi, and you know mm-hmm. all this other crap. But it, it 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 really excited me, and I was just like, wow, this is something I think I'm gonna also check out.
0: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll check it out as well. It seems like a smaller Marvel film. I mean, it's gonna have his action set action set pieces and stuff like that. But you know, I more so I'm not gonna say they're not Elseworld stories, but off-the-beaten-path stories, kind of like Ant-Man. Guardians and, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I actually have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the original? Or any of them? Any of them. You should,
1: it's, it's one of
0: those delightful treats where it's just like, I never thought this
1: would like, like you said with Ant-Man, like, I never thought I would enjoy an Ant-Man movie. But.
0: Yeah, Ant-Man to me was awesome. Not so much the second one, but the I first one. I haven't seen the second one. It's it's not that great. But I am ex- excited to see Shang-Chi, you know, so we'll, we'll see how that... How that goes, how that plays out. But, you know, I was really surprised to see the abomination at the end. Right. Right. That was a super
1: huge uh, uh, Easter egg. I did not expect to see. And it was just like, oh, we haven't seen him since. Oh, wait. I know. Wait till he sees the the Hulk. He's going to be like, wow, you look different.
0: Yeah, you look a lot different, buddy.
1: So. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's a that was a great Easter egg to drop there. Um I really love, I love the Mandarin. That's probably one of the reasons I hate Iron Man 3 so much is because they <sighs> screwed up Iron Man's definitive villain. Mm-hmm. And just was like, no, it's not the Mandarin. It's actually. An actor. Uh, it's Yeah. Uh, Guy Pearce's character. Whoever right. he is. Uh, yeah. It, it pissed me off. And then on top of that, you get the great ben kingsley to play the mandarin and then they show you these trailers and it's like this guy's like kind of like osama bin laden type Mm. you know kind of like the joker actually the way he was delivering the monologues just like this world is rotten we need to it's just like oh this is dope this is 10 rings right Right. here and then they're just like nope it's a joke ha 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 like don't fuck around with my comic book mythos but that happened and now they're bringing the mandarin back and I like how they changed the actual tin rings mm-hmm. It looks like they're like bracelets, like right. power bracelets around the arm I was like, oh that's a dope concept right. And I've been seeing people saying that they're actually dragon rings like, Okay Because if a dragon will wear rings they'd be like the size of bracelets for us probably mm-hmm. I was like, that's a dope way to, uh, you know, put in the dragon mythos right. And yeah, I think it's going to be good I think I'm. I, I think it's going to be a, probably the first... Asian American movie. <clears throat> it's going to be like the, the Black Panther mm-hmm. for uh, especially Chinese audiences, which I've been seeing. They haven't really liked it. Like it's not like a lot of.
0: Um, trash. I mean,
1: I think because it, it looks good. Like I don't think they expect it to look this good. So they're just like, no, this is American Asian, you
0: know, Hollywood. I mean, we'll have to see what they. Is there an Asian director to this film? Do you know?
1: I don't know. Let's check. Uh, here, that's a great
0: question. Because I could see them being upset if it's not an Asian director. But I can't think, I, I couldn't possibly think Disney would make that mistake and not right, make right. this not an Asian director for their largest market.
1: Okay. Uh, directed by Denson. Oh, no, they got Denson Daniel Cretton who is an Asian.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: good job, Disney. Uh, yeah, I couldn't see them doing this movie. So yeah, it's 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 a huge Asian cat. like All from what I can see, pretty much all Asian. Still, save for maybe one or two characters. Yeah, I think this is going to be like the Black Panther for Asian audiences, which is dope. Uh, I do think, and, and it's always so crazy to see people get bent out of shape about groups of people finally getting their you know moments. In the spotlight to say, yo, this is you know, let me go take my kids so they can see a superhero that looks like them,
0: right? You know,
1: so it's super dope to be like uh, to show you know Disney and Marvel with their whole inclusion crusade. They have had missteps, but I, I love that they're able to like. I remember the feeling I had when I went to go see Black Panther. It was mm-hmm. just like such an amazing feeling. I was just like, finally. At the age of uh, in my late twenties, I'm really you know early thirties. I finally get to go to a movie and say, like, "Wow, that that's what it feels like."
0: I mean, we haven't had that since we were kids. I mean, with Spawn and Blade, and that it wasn't there like- was it really wasn't that excitement like that nerd fandom. Well, or, both like, those were particular films stories about black men and white men's
1: like white worlds. So right. it's just like. They just so happened to be black. That one specifically, like this, is the blacky black, blackest movie in, yeah. the whole, in the in the superhero lexicon. Right. So it was just something so different. I felt it was so hilarious watching like the white people look uncomfortable because they're just like they're really wearing dashikis. He's just like, yeah.
0: I mean, the next time that uh, the second Black Panther film come out comes out, I will definitely dress up. I will cosplay some shape or form, I'm not quite sure. We're gonna do it together. I think so I gonna, gonna go years, as in Baku it's, it's gonna be all of our listeners from Kansas City. We're <laughs> going
1: to mob to Wakanda forever. Right. So. Yes, we're gonna dress, I'm going to uh, dress like the guy with the green suit, the, the thing this well. Oh, that guy? Okay, yeah. I so how the fuck is he talking so clearly? <laughs> Who are you? No, no, we uh, definitely, I'd love to go do some, do some cosplay. Uh, if they do a Kansas City Comic Con this year, definitely need to
0: go right well i'll be in baku even though i'm like a foot shorter yeah sure
1: <laughs> i mean yeah uh, there's no light skin characters uh so no, not you can be, be claw, <laughs> you can <listen> claw. <laughs> yeah you can be claw thanks <laughs> thanks guys i'll be martin short uh steve what is his name martin freeman martin freeman yeah. I was like martin short martin everybody else martin luther king no but uh yeah, so Marvel is I'm I'm loving what they're doing, especially with these TV shows, mm-hmm. because uh,
0: I don't have been catching them. Not one.
1: Oh damn!
0: And I haven't watched WandaVision, Loki.
1: WandaVision was weird. Or, you don't need it. Um, or even uh, Captain America was. Yeah. Good. F- Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, was good. I liked it. Um, okay. There's, the only thing I d didn't like was like the villain, the flag smasher part of
0: it. Okay. Everything else is
1: pretty good. Uh, Loki's good. They Loki. didn't have Zemo? Yeah, Zemo was great. Okay. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the flag smasher. Okay. Because it, it's just like stop trying to make fucking political statements. They're the bad guy. Stop trying to make them sympathetic. Okay. But uh Loki's good. Loki's really
0: good. Okay. Well, I may have to give Loki a try. I just haven't really been interested. The only Disney is going to put out that I know for a fact I am going to watch is the Kenobi series. So. Oh yeah, 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 I keep forgetting about their Star Wars stuff they're working on. Um, but yeah, um,
1: Loki's good. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with their TV.
0: I mean, that style. to me, that kind of seems like the next step for them. I mean, just because I think they see flaws in the movie and I mean, the the potential flaws in the movie system right now, just for the they're over budget uh, a lot of times and they see they can scale that down and get the most out of that. I mean, they're using that stagecraft technology that the man the Mandalorian uses for digital backgrounds and it looks just as good as like being on a green screen or actually on set so you know they're able to make these awesome set and action pieces and what how how many episodes was uh wandavision Mm, six i think it was like six or seven yeah yeah i mean you can do offbeat i mean they might make a you never know they might make a they might say oh you know what Ant-Man, we don't really want to continue putting on the big screen. But you know what? It'd make a great series. Yeah. Let's do that. Because you can pretty much shoot it like a movie. Right. And then cut it up into six parts. Right.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really great way. And I think COVID has really taught us. Like, you have to be very flexible the way you distribute your content. Right.
0: They uh, lost a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Especially with, like, uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. where you have this... Multi-hundred-million-dollar uh, project that's just sitting on the shelf,
0: collecting, uh, and you have to and collecting interest as the days and weeks and months goes by that you have to pay back to the bank the
1: money. Collecting interest while people are losing
0: interest, right? That that very witty, my brother. there I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know.
1: No, but uh it, it's crazy how people. I mean, I feel like with Hollywood, people have just kind of decided they can do without movies. Uh, People who aren't like me and you, who are just... People like me and you who are in love with movies and the experience of movies. And, you know, we love it so much we come back and talk about the movies. Mm -hmm. Years and years later after these movies come out. But, uh, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like Disney is... Building these properties up to the point where like Marvel's not even known for comics anymore. Like I don't even know if they Publish comics like that anymore Uh, But Yeah, it's got to the point where it's just like yeah, they're doing um, Movies and they're doing TV now Uh, they need to go back to doing multiple streaming sites So they're not just hoarding so they can you know let their lesser properties like new warriors Like they were supposed to have a new Mm -hmm. Warriors show and the cloak and dagger show uh, the
0: Runaway Show.
1: Let those go to other streaming networks or let the Daredevil Defenders stuff go to Netflix.
0: But. Or go to, I mean, at least go to Hulu, your adult content uh, streaming service, because what Daredevil did was make me fall in love with Marvel again initially, because I'm like, okay, if you give me this darker, grittier material with a purpose because a lot of times what they do is they make movies darker and grittier and it's stupid. But for some reason everybody thought they needed to follow the Nolan approach to everything and make things just color palettes, muted and stuff like that, which that's not necessarily the case. You could make a dark version of X-Men but still have the flamboyant costumes and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's evidenced by shows like The boys. I mean, the boys, those costumes are still look great, but I mean, Homelanders and red, white and blue. The Deep has a particular costume. I mean, a train has a bright, colorful costume and you don't look at it like, oh, this is silly or whatnot. You know, Uh, so if Marvel did that where, you know, Wolverine doesn't necessarily have to be slicing and dicing people into pieces, but still you can see a little bit of blood on Hulu. It's not on Disney Plus and just make it for the adult audience.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Disney should do something like Marvel did, where it's just like you have Marvel and then you have Marvel Max, where they can make like Punisher stories or right. Blade stories, where it's like adult content, where like we're slicing people open. Uh,
0: I do have an issue with Blade only being PG 13, though.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, but.
0: He's a vampire. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: said so they're going to just turn to smoke. Right. Uh, no blood. But it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Uh, speaking of movies that have been delayed, they finally dropped the Candyman uh, trailer number two for the Candyman remake directed by uh, Nia DeCosta. And man, that shit blew me away. I was already excited a year ago when they started showing trailers, and then once again we had the BS COVID pushback. Mm-hmm. And man, I was so I was so hurt because I was just like I last year you know shit was not going well in my life last year right it was a very tough time very very few silver linings to look forward to Mm -hmm. but i was just like man whatever is going wrong in my life i got Candyman. i got this remake with my favorite director in the last 10 to 15 years it's taking on one of my favorite horror movies and this is just god sending me a little present say everything's gonna be all right this is for you jm and then what happens push it push it from june uh september end of september and then they Mm -hmm. just put it from the end of september to october and it's just like all right fine i'll wait a little it's an it's halloween season i love halloween that's cool i'll I'll just i'll use my halloween week to watch it then at the last minute literally like a week before it was supposed to drop they say no it's coming out next year and at that point it my life shattered i was just like you know what take me lord i give up i give up why would you do this because it was just like now i gotta wait the whole entire year but this trailer number two is like yo it's about to be worth the wait because that shit blew me away like i sent you this as soon as i watched it right because it was just amazing uh just everything from the uh puppet the shadow puppet stuff they used to tell the story and it's they're changing it and it's good it's confusing because they they're bringing back elements of the original. Of course, Anthony is the baby from the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're giving a new backstory to Candyman.
0: Um, Do you think, uh, what's his name? Todd Bridges, you think he's going to be in this? In Tony Todd? Tony yeah, <laughs> Todd. I'm thinking of... Uh, was it? Uh, uh from uh, different strokes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna say I know Todd Bridges is the no yeah. he's definitely not gonna be in this movie. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, Gary Coleman. man. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna say Todd Bridges is dead. <laughs> no, but uh no, he uh Dave, Tony Todd is gonna be in this movie.
0: Oh he is. Uh, yes,
1: he is Is
0: he Candyman or just playing another character?
1: That's the thing, cause it's just like they've changed because in the trailer, they're saying Candyman has a new backstory, being this, you know, neighborhood character who gave candy to kids. Yes. And then there was razor blades and then right. the cops uh, murdered him and pretty much essentially changing the overarching Candyman mythos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a son of a slave who became a famous painter who fell in love with the daughter of a plantation owner who he was painting. Right. And they hunted him down beat him, sawed his hand off and covered him in honey and bees. Mm-hmm. So that makes more sense as to why a guy would be, you know, have a hook into his hand with bees coming out of him. Mm-hmm. So the fact they have Tony Todd coming back and they're saying that the first movie happened, uh only thing I can guess is Candyman is actually like like the way at the end of the first movie, Helen mm-hmm. became the Candyman. Okay. I'm thinking maybe like because if you remember the first C- Candyman, the original, there was a scene like people are saying, this is a whole new take. And it's just like, no, we've seen razor blades in Candy. Like right. She saw that shit when she went into the fucking mouth hole, mm-hmm. the attic place. Uh, the Candyman had the big mural at it. So we've seen that. That's not nothing new. So it's possible that could have happened in the same story. And these individuals who have pretty much been wronged and murdered become the incarnations mm-hmm. and we see that happen with anthony where you see like him pretty much becoming the candy man right so that's my theory that it's still the tony todd Candyman, but somehow he's transforming these individuals so that the legend of Candyman continues yeah so it's, it's like in the trailer it says candy not a he it's the whole damn hive like i think it's just like uh a cycle of violent acts that's creating more entities. Okay. And each time, you know, it's pretty much like, because I know they're doing away with the sequels, but one thing I thought was interesting about the second Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, that took place in New Orleans. So it was kind of like those two Candy mans. like you had a pretty Green, green Candyman, and then you had the uh, New Orleans Candyman. So mm-hmm. it was just like, And then in LA, there was uh, one out there. So it was just like this legend kind of, uh, kind of like American Gods. Have you ever seen American Gods?
0: No, I have not.
1: Uh, Well, American Gods pretty much is like uh, the gods exist and they are created wherever people take their beliefs. (laughs) So it's like there's an Odin in America, but there's an Odin in Scandinavia also. It's just pretty much wherever people bring their beliefs, that's where he has power. So I'm thinking maybe that's what it is with, like, Candyman. It's just, like, these different interpretations of who their Candyman is. Like, I don't know. And it's interesting because they're supposed to be bringing uh, back the character of Helen. Mm -hmm. I know the actress who played Helen isn't reprising her role, but it's someone coming back as that character. So it's just like, how are they going to be roping all this together? It's going to be super interesting
0: um, yeah, you could not stop talking about the cinematography. Oh, the lighting, it looks beautiful. The lighting. It looks better than real life. <laughs> it looks better than real it's life. It's
1: so beautiful. And they captured that. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like gentrification has a look mm-hmm. like this, this urban posh. And they perfectly, especially with like black upper middle class black communities when Mm -hmm. that have been gentrified you see like a well-to-do upper middle class black people move in there's just like a certain look to like these buildings that have been gutted and turned into lost and they captured that shit perfectly Mm -hmm. and it's just it was just so beautifully everything about it was just the music everything was just like yo this is it's just so visually stunning that it's going to throw me off with this being a horror movie Mm -hmm. because it's it's it, it's it's just so I, I can't stress how visually crisp everything looks in those shots like the blood spatter everything and it's going to make for a much scarier uh, experience just and then the music and then uh, jordan peele uh i mean monkey Paw productions <clears throat> they really have a way with tone and music and feel mm-hmm. and they're really creating this um atmosphere black horror yeah so i i really that's probably my most
0: anticipated movie of last year and it will probably be my most anticipated movie of this year uh, yeah i can't really think of anything on the schedule that i'd be more happy to see definitely will go go to the theater to see that i mean I, i'm excited to go see uh the suicide squad um I about that. Uh, um next year the batman um But yeah, that's pretty much just it. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much just it in terms of uh, movies that I'm excited to see. But yeah, definitely Candyman looks awesome. When you showed me that trailer, I was just like, man, this looks really good. It looks like they're taking the story uh, very seriously, you know, with a new age twist, probably to help people identify more uh, with current events, moving away from the um, slave Slave. aspect. You know, we see that a lot of times in movies. It's it's kind of a tiresome trope at times.
1: I've always said Candyman is extremely problematic because (laughs) he was just a black guy who was trying to get some white tail at the end of the day i always thought it'd be interesting if they in- introduced the element of maybe like Candyman had a family like he actually had a black family and he ran mm-hmm. it like that's the shit that got him killed and right. i would love to see you know that's where actually where i thought they were going when i heard like keith stanfield was uh going to be playing the main character it's just like maybe he had black descendants as well as his white descendants
0: like keith stanfield is in this film no 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 he was actually supposed to
1: play the uh Main
0: character. Oh, but they went with a uh, dude from uh, Us. Um, us. Uh, remember in Us, he was the dad at the beginning. Was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was, the, he was the little girl's uh, dad. Uh, Lapita Nuango's actual father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. It. I can't remember his name, but he, he was a good act. He's a good actor. Yeah, really good. Uh, I just know him from Aquaman oh he's a he's a good actor i really do enjoy his work yeah
1: yeah um but yeah he he looks like i can understand why they did look he's stanfield he's a, he's a slimmer guy like myself a very slimmer build less physically imposing as Yahya. right that guy that brother is huge you know he played black Manta, so right. he's stock he's yoked yes oh my god he's a, a very physically imposing man but he also has an air of uh, intellect to him so he can play that uh, physically imposing corner but he can also pull off somebody who can you know tell a story mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i'm really looking forward to that uh, movie and i'm really looking forward to jordan peele and seeing what he just does period with all of his productions and even though he's not directing this one you know his fingerprints are all
0: over right
1: uh, yeah that's all i have with uh, Candyman. and Yeah, I just can't wait. And yeah, Halloween Kills, another movie that got pushed back uh, from last Halloween to, I believe, this October. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, have have you seen the trailer for that?
0: I have not seen the trailer. YouTube is demanding that I watch it, but I have not clicked on it.
1: Yeah, it picks up right where the last movie left off.
0: Speaking of YouTube, (laughs) YouTube's algorithm has demanded that I watch this man clean and shave cow hooves like repeatedly over and over again i don't know how this recommendation came up i really truly don't but i could not deny the algorithm (laughs) after days and days of showing me the thumbnail i had to click on it and now i'm addicted to cow hoof cleaning videos
1: so weird that you bring this up because like i have a a weird addiction, also.
0: <laughs> what is that, my brother?
1: Uh it's it's mink uh, uh, rat hunting. <laughs> mink rat hunting. Yeah, it's like these videos of this guy who like trains minks, and mm-hmm. they go to these farms, and he goes there with like these different types of dogs, mm-hmm. uh, like terrier, and like these different dogs that were like bred specifically for rat hunting. Right. And they go to these like pheasant farms with like thousands of rats and then the meat goes into their little hole and like brings them out and then Mm -hmm. the dogs will kill them and it's like literally killed thousands of rats and i've become obsessed with these videos
0: so has lord youtube ordained that you should watch
1: this material and i watched it i was just like "Hmm, but you making dogs versus thousands of rats and i was like okay i thought this was like going to be like a like a a fighting video like a pit fighter or something no these dogs were going in this barn they were just monstering these rats like Mm -hmm. the rats i almost felt bad for them but they're rats so we have to exterminate them all uh yeah it's just so crazy that so many cultures bred dogs specifically to kill rats
0: so people thought i was crazy about the cow hoof cleaning videos where he's shaving down These cow hooves, some of them have like are infected with like ulcers and, you know, uh, abscesses and stuff like that. They have nails stuck in their foot. But this guy fixes the feet and it's such a satisfying watch. But, you know, my sister was like, why are you watching this? This is foolish. And then I said, no, just behold. (laughs) And then I showed it to her and now she can't stop watching it. So. I don't know. I checked the comment section to see if I was the only one who was bamboozled by Lord YouTube. But I went there and people were like, yeah, I'm not sure why YouTube bought me here, but I can't stop watching. I'm a new subscriber. So I don't know what this powerful like algorithm you is. Know what you like. <laughs> I, don't, I just really don't know. where, Because like a few months ago, it was wrestling videos. Like, I don't know what I looked up on Google or whatever, but then they were like, no, you're going to watch old WWF clips. You have to watch WWF clips. You're gonna watch the Stone Cold interview. You're gonna watch this Mick Foley interview, and I was like resisting, resisting, and then I realized resistance was in fact futile. And, control it, yeah. And here I am. I went from wrestling to cowhood videos. They say, "Oh, you're not watching the wrestling clips anymore." How about this?
1: They know. Um, I too have. I start. I've, I've begun watching um, Feral Hog hunting mm-hmm. videos. Uh, which is very weird because the guys who make this video aren't necessarily people I think I'd get along with in real life. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in the thrill of the hunt, we're brothers. Uh, we, we know why we're out there. Get these hawks, very invasive animals, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of destruction to the wildlife and the fauna around here. So that takes so many of these pigs off of God's green earth as possible. Mm-hmm. and i love it i love it like it's literally so many feral hogs out there and they are a detriment to the entire right. ecosystem so they just kill them they like like uh, just bodies piled up mm-hmm. and then it's so funny because like some people eat the hog meat and some people absolutely said you cannot eat the hog meat because oh. it's full of pesticides right and, uh different bacteria. but like there's people who eat it out there but I think you should do something with the goddamn meat. I'm bringing off, off topic.
0: But, uh, well, long to go, story short, like YouTube. even though I've denied over and over to watch the Halloween Kills video, Lord YouTube will make sure that I watch it, I'm sure, by the end of the week, because resistance is futile.
1: It's, it's another uh, movie trailer that got me pretty hype, because it was just like, I want to see this. It's, it's a Halloween it's take on the Halloween franchise I've never seen before. Where Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Yeah, she's in it again. Uh, but in this one, the premises the the people of Hattonville just they get fed up, and they're going to start hunting Michael. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty much uh, they said he's like on the, on a killing spree back to his home. But they're just like, fuck it, we're done with this fucking guy. Like, we need to just say, fuck it and get this son of a bitch. It's just like, that's interesting. About time you guys say, we just can't do things the normal way with this monster. Let's just hunt him down Mm -hmm. and and kill him. So it was just like, yo, I want to see that. I want to see people hunt the fuck down out of Michael Myers because... Yes, about time. Because I always said, why is that there's this goddamn town called Haddonfield, Illinois, and this murderer pops up every five to ten years, and you guys just don't have any protocol for when he pops up. Like, code orange mm-hmm. for Michael Myers. Let's get your rifles and your pitchforks. And No. It'd be like if a tornado comes through every ten or so years. You'd be prepared. You'd right. have a cellar. Michael Myers is popping up. Let's uh, get the town folk together. But, no, I was super excited about that. A lot of good trailers coming out. Um, I'm so thankful the movie theaters opened back up. Not so I can, you know, I, I love going to the movies by myself. So I'm looking forward to just the experience. Me as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to go back to talking around about random things like people seem to want
0: us to do. Uh, Cowhoof cleaning videos. Cowhoof cleaning. I was ready to go down there, that YouTube. Oh, I'll send you the link <laughs> later and you won't be able to stop. <laughs> oh, yo. And it's, it's, it's a lovely guy with a with a Scottish accent that's cleaning the cow. OK. Yeah. I, I've also got into blacksmithing.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. This guy finds just abandoned or uh, re-salvaged uh, metals and then he'll just make uh, this junk metal into like a beautiful sword. Oh, OK. Or, you know, just it's incredible the way they do it. It's just like, wow. I would love to do that, but who has time to learn Schmelding?
0: I guess maybe 16th century nobleman.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it's, it's a, I mean it's a, a great thing to probably make some additional money off of. Right, you know, you can just find crap metal and just be like, I'm gonna make a a decorative spear or a decorative gun, you know, or something. But no, it's definitely great to see how people are just using YouTube just to get out there right mm-hmm. there's a guy i watch called catch Them all um and he's a black guy in florida and he just catches wildlife invasive uh, iguanas mm-hmm. and snakes florida's fucking horrible first off uh all of our listeners in florida i'm so sorry you have to deal with like fucking the wildlife is crazy it's just like wow like pure, like we don't got fucking anacondas crawling
0: or gators
1: or gators or you know the heat literally just goes out every day in his backyard it's oh okay we got uh we got a python over here let's go catch it and yeah it's just crazy and people are out there just making youtube videos about every everything under the sun but more power to you i respect the hustle yeah you made more trailers and anything else coming up you're excited for um,
0: nah, just the Suicide Squad. I, I will be in theaters to see that. Um, just checking out the new Fast Nine or F9. Definitely not. I have watched the reviews for them and they are comical, like the spoiler reviews. Now, I know this film has made 70 million dollars this past weekend, broke records, <laughs> post pandemic records, but still records. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, at some point, you got to stop. Like the last one I saw was when they were on the ice, like outracing a torpedo. Yeah. And that was, I thought, jumping the shark. But no, what they say in this one is like we're spoiler alert, Ludacris and Tyrese go out to space and makeshift spacesuits in a car. And they're not just like, oh, they just go up to the atmosphere. No, they actually are in space for a considerable amount of time. Okay. That... Is in fact jumping the shark, and then they say like nothing can hurt Vin Diesel or something like that. Like you, you would think some like if it, somebody shot, for instance, this is a little hyperbole. If somebody shot Vin Diesel with a rocket launcher or, or tank, he'd just be like, ugh, and he'd be fine. He's like impervious family. to pain. Family, yeah. It's all about the family. Like and I don't and I, and I don't understand the Fast and the Furious movies. I've only seen. The one where they're like no i've seen two of them the one where they're on the ice and the one with ronda rousey or are those the same movie i don't know Uh, i might be conflating two movies as one or one as two i'm not quite sure
1: i know they're a blur like i've seen the, i remember seeing the first one which was about street racing and then the second one which was about street racing but they're going to use the street racing cars to get someone really fast. I was like, that makes
0: sense. Right. And then the third one was like, Tokyo Drift. And I was just like, oh. The no, the one nobody talks about, the one with Bow Wow. Yeah. Bring Bow Wow back. Let's have a, let's start a they hash. Did it. They did? Yeah, I heard he had a cameo in the new one. Did he really? Yeah, there's, the uh, heard they actually had a few people from the
1: Tokyo Drift movie uh, come back for this one. Okay. Uh, because yes, it's the one no one talks about. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's the one without a number. Uh, but no, no. Um, then after that one, it's like when they start going to Mission Impossible, you know, triple X type, you know, bullshit. Where it's just like you have to
0: spend all belief going into this. But people are saying like, this is the dumbest of the dumb, like it's the lowest common denominator of filmmaking. I saw the trailer where he like used a rope to swing from
1: like a cliff. His car. Yeah, right. he like he jumps his car off of a bridge and then hooks it onto a rope and then swings from a cliff to like another cliff. They're just like,
0: let's forget physics here.
1: I definitely forget physics. I mean, they've done shit where it's just like, um... okay, I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, they, I, I don't know. I have to see this movie to see how they explain a lot of it.
0: No, when I saw Hobbs and Shaw, I, t- I I could not stop talking to you about it because it was so idiotic. Yeah, the, the yeah the, the
1: only thing I'd say is unforgivable in that movie is the scene where like all the cars are hooked to each other with the helicopter
0: and the rock and the is. And the rock
1: all, is all yeah just
0: no no, but remember prior to that scene. The Rock was like in full Samoan garb or whatever, and then in oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. next scene he's in jeans, shoes, and a shirt. I was like, when did he change? No, this is a full-blown action scene going on. Imagine like, I I don't know, like Lethal Weapon, where. Um, where uh, Mel Gibson is wrestling Gary Busey at the end in the mud and, you know, uh, Danny Glover's character is, like, cheering him on and, like, as it cuts to Danny Glover and then cuts back, uh, Mel Gibson's no longer in a shirt and, like, some tattered jeans. He's in, like, a three-piece suit. That's what that would be akin to uh, Hobbs and Shaw. The the fact that they fought off these
1: uh, mercenaries with clubs Barrels of gasoline. It's just like, okay, sure. I see you guys are doing whatever you want now. But no, yeah, that is um, all I got uh, so far. <clears throat> no, that's all I got. Um,
0: yeah, well. Four things. All right. <laughs> yeah. I guess we will look forward to These films as well as The Suicide Squad, I guess we'll talk More in depth about that uh, As oh. it approaches
1: Yeah, I want to say shout out to uh, A fellow board member of mine On the board of directors for The Village KC uh, Miss Crystal, uh, Crystal Red Excuse me Miss Crystal Reed and She has a children's book that she authored Entitled Hugs from the Sky That I don't call Trevor Yep. Beautiful cover. It is. be sure to check it out if you are looking for a children's book for a parent who needs a great book for a young chap. That is uh, out and available, so be sure to check her out. And yeah, I've been coming in contact with a lot of children's book authors. I know Eric has aspirations of being a children's book author. Uh, Shout out to... uh, Dayan Nicole, also a children's book author, a uh, friend of ours from UMKC, uh, Delta Sigma Theta. Shout out. But no, uh, shout out to all of our authors here in the Kansas City area and we are making children's books. That's super dope. And I am looking forward to uh, seeing what we have in the future. So yeah, I just want to give that quick shout out. get any shout outs, Eric? Nope. Nope. Alright, cool Don't have
0: it, don't have any friends except you
1: <laughs> Nobody doing anything else with any kind of platforms Besides me, sound great Alright, so that is our episode for today This is our Monday Media Reviews And here uh, Eric Hawthorne, the wonderful uh, Author of the Year uh, Financial <laughs> Analyst of the Year Eric Hawthorne uh, With yours truly, J.M. Banks Here at Urban Academy Podcast Y'all stay blessed and stay safe We will catch you all there Peace